how are you? So what I want to do with the next series of videos is actually go through each chapter in my new book, uh, The Emotional Truth, A Spiritual and Practical Guide to Managing Human Emotion. Um, and so what we're going to do is today I'm going to start with chapter one and we're going to talk about self-awareness and what that is and what that means and probably expand on some things in the book, probably make myself feel like I should have written other stuff in the book, um, all of that kind of good stuff. So we're going <laughs> to we're going to do that. Probably give me an idea for another book, um, but that's OK. Um, so we're going to talk about self-awareness and what that is. And this is chapter one in the book. So I'll make sure the Amazon link is in the description of the video so that you can go grab the book. You can read the chapters and follow along with me if you'd like. Um, however you want to use this is fine. If you just want to listen, that's cool too. Uh, the audio is available um, on Anchor, on Spotify, on all kinds of different apps, um, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn. It's available everywhere, so you can go and listen to the audio if you prefer instead of the videos. Um, that's always an option. But here we are. This is video and we are YouTube in it. So let's talk about self-awareness and what that means. The awareness of self. The awareness of where my energy starts and stops. Where do I begin and end? Right? What's mine? What's not mine? And there was a point in, on this journey, some of you have been around plenty long enough to know this, where I talked a lot about it. About it. I, I wrote a very, very short little, um, little guide. Um, if it's not yours, don't pick it up. A long time ago. And it was really all about this idea of where I stop and start. What's mine? What's yours? Whose is whose? And how do I figure that out? There's a, there's a whole little book on that. But what's the idea there? Most of the things that we pick up in the outside world do not belong to us. We go around in the world and people bring us their stuff. They bring us their problems. They bring us their issues, right? And we have been taught that it is our job to pick those things up and help other people with their stuff. Okay? I do it for a living. <laughs> That's my whole job is helping other people with their stuff. But here's the thing. When you do it this way, when I do it like this, I'm not intervening for you in the sense that I'm not picking this stuff up. It's not mine. I don't collect this from you. You still have to manage your own stuff. I'm not doing it for you. I may give you suggestions on how to manage it for yourself, but at no point do I intervene in terms of dealing with the people around you, right? At no point do I make this stuff mine. We tend to, outside of that career thing, what we tend to do with family and friends and, and our kids is pick up their stuff. We want to help them. So we want to go talk to that person that they need to talk to. We want to, we want to fix it for them. So we, we want to make the phone call. We want to do the thing. But that's not helpful to them. It seems like it is. It seems like it's, it's a good idea to like resolve the problem for them. But what are they learning? 
What do they get out of that? You get another task to do, fine. But what do they get out of that? Nothing. The learning is in the doing, is in the resolving of the experience, the resolving of the issue, whatever the issue is. The learning is in the going through of the experience. If we're not going through it and we're not allowing the people around us to have live their own lives and go through their own experiences, then we're living other people's lives. And we're doing it by picking up their problems, their stuff, and doing it for them. Now we're living their life. For them. The awareness of people bring me their stuff. It's not mine and I don't have to deal with it. I can give advice. I can encourage. I can support. But it is not my job to do it for them. That is the energy of where I stop and the other person begins, right? The analogy I use all the time is that tow truck, right? The tow truck is no help if it too is stuck in the mud. So the tow truck has to stay on the side. Tow truck knows that its power is in not being stuck too. And that's the same idea for us as human beings. Our power is in not being stuck not jumping in to the pool with the people around us. That's where our power is. Now in the book, I go a little deeper than that. Because what I talk about is the idea of the mind and what the mind is doing and the awareness of how we feel and what we're thinking. And I've said before, that when you first start this process, it's really, really overwhelming to try to control everything that's going on in your head because your head is a busy place. <laughs> so we're not gonna try to do that immediately, right? You will get there, that, that is part of the process. You, you get there, but you don't start there, okay? So you start with awareness when it counts. When does awareness count? When people bring you their stuff. When you have a problem in your own life, that you need to work through. When something happens, that's when awareness counts. When something happens, and it doesn't matter what the something is. Awareness counts when something happens. So what do I do? How do I use awareness when it matters, okay? You're probably not gonna catch yourself before you react. Okay, so we've all been trained to, to react, to just sort of poof, right? <laughs> Pop goes the weasel, right? We react. We've all been trained to do that. And we kind of do it unconsciously and without thinking. So what we're moving towards in self-awareness is this concept of responding instead of reacting. So now we're thinking before we speak. Now we're thinking before we feel. We're thinking first. And we're being conscious of what we're thinking. We're saying to ourselves, right, in our heads, hey, there's a story that's playing out in front of me. This is drama, right? So this stuff out here is 3D reality TV, okay? It's 3D reality TV, the best soap opera imaginable, right? So it's going on out here in front of you all the time. What are you telling yourself in your head about what's happening in that moment? And how are you choosing to feel about what's going on? So one of the most important questions you can ask yourself is, is this mine? <laughs> it 
That's key, right? Because that determines your response. That determines what you do. If it's not yours, then you immediately back up and you get into support. I'm here to support, I'm not doing. It's not mine, okay? If it is yours, and we're gonna play on this, okay? If it is mine, if it's my stuff, right? The phone bill's not paid, whatever's going on, it's mine, okay? Now we have to respond or react. So when we react, we feel almost immediately, right? Sometimes we don't even feel like we get a thought in before we're reacting emotionally. So we're worried, we're, there, there's fear, there's worry, there's anxiety, there's stress, there's anger, there's all of those different emotions that we might go through. And sometimes it feels like we even skip the brain and just move right to emotion. Because we just don't, the response is so immediate and so ingrained that we don't even really get to think about it. It just kind of happens. So the deal is, even if you don't catch it before it happens, you want to catch it after it happens. Like that, the awareness can come in either place. If the awareness comes before, then it allows you to respond. So then you stay out of anger and worry and stress and fear and all the things. If you end up reacting anyway, and you don't get the opportunity to respond because human and that's what happens, then we come back from the other side. We get away from the thing, the drama, the, three, the soap opera, the, the 3D reality TV show. We come back from it. And now we say, I reacted. What's the story I'm telling myself? And what's true? What's true? And the deal is the majority of the time, the human story is probably not true because the human story is filtered through our perception. It's filtered through your mind or the mind. It's filtered through pain, trauma, previous experience, beliefs, ideas, thoughts, feelings. It's filtered through all of that. So you've got glasses on. And they're a color or multicolored and they're filtering everything for you in your life. So when you have an experience in your life, if it's triggering a previous experience that you've had, you're going to react a certain way based on the previous experience, not even based on where you are now today, not even based on what's happening right now today, you're basing it on something that happened before. Could be five years ago, 10 years ago, could be when you were two years old, but you are having, your response is based on something that happened in the past. Your response is not based on what's actually happening right now. So when we talk about the idea of being triggered by things, that's what we mean. We're taking that previous response and we're bringing that previous trauma, the previous experience, and we're bringing it into the present and we're using it as the basis for our reaction or response right now. But that's not true because that isn't happening now. You're not even the same person. So that's not true. So the truth in the existing scenario is probably different than the truth that was present then. So the first thing you have to do is put the trigger away. I'm not five anymore. 
this is different. You have to put the trigger away. So then when you put the trigger away and you get out of it a little bit, then you say, okay, you know, I'm 46 years old. I'm not five. This is 41 years later. I'm not the same human being. This is what's happening right now. What's true? What do I know now that I didn't know when I was five that is going to enable me to handle this differently? What part of this is mine? What do I own? Why is this here? What is this teaching me? Those are the questions that we're asking. Because we're always looking for truth. And the truth is what allows you to have self-awareness. Hey, wait, I'm being triggered by something that happened 41 years ago. Okay, I'm being triggered by something. That's awareness right there. Instant awareness. Cool, right? And that's huge. Simply knowing that is massive. Because it allows you to disconnect and put the trigger away. And just say, hey, wait a minute. I'm not a little kid anymore. This thing is different. Right? That's massive awareness. That's the understanding your own trigger. Hey, wait, right? You're being shown this thing that happened when you were five is still bothering you. Oh, okay, I've got something to do, <laughs> right? And maybe that's the whole reason for that experience is just to show you that there's something for you to heal. There's something for you to deal with there. Oh, maybe I need to clear that up, right? So then we go find the trinket in the box that jumped around and was triggered. And we deal with the trinket. We don't try to fix the whole box because we can't. We're just going to deal with the thing. Whatever it was, whether it was your worthiness, whether it was something somebody said, whatever, whatever it was, it doesn't matter what it was. Whatever that thing is, pick it up and deal with it. We're not clearing the whole box, but hey, this box is here. Oops, I tripped over it. Okay, now what? Right? Let's deal with what's here so that I can put this box away. So that I don't need to keep tripping over it. Let's deal with the thing that showed up right now. That's what awareness does. Awareness gives you the ability to back out of whatever's happening around you, even if it's after the fact, back out of what's happening around you and really look at it and go, what's mine? Why is this here? What did it trigger? If anything, it may not have, right? What am I doing with it? And I'm going to give you a hint. What you do, nothing, nothing. You don't do anything, not right away, nothing. You wait for your intuition and your guidance to kick in. We don't fix the outside world, ever. We don't fix it. We let the outside world be. It's going to happen. Just let it be. Listen to your guidance and trust your intuition to determine if or what you need to do. And I promise you that worry and stress and fear and anger and anxiety and all those things are not what you need to be doing. <laughs> okay? So... You let those emotions go. If you're, if you're in them, feel them and let them go. 
get out of the trigger and then do I have control don't I have control if I don't have control I've got to let this go done game over that's it if I have no control over this it's not mine I can't do anything about it even if it is mine if I don't have control stop then your job is to figure out how to let it go and how not to pick it up and how to walk away from it and how not to let it ruin the rest of your day or the rest of your week or the rest of your month or whatever it is that's your job if you have control and it's something you can easily do then again the emotion is useless it's not helping you do But we're always doing from a place of being okay. We're never doing as a response to worry and fear. We're doing always from a place of being okay. I'm okay. I can handle this. There's nothing going on. I'm fine. I know how to fix this. I know how to handle this. I don't have to worry about it. So I want to get out of the worry and fear before I do anything. Never, never respond from a place of worry and fear. Get out of the emotion first. And then. Okay. And all of that, in order to do any or all of that, you need awareness of yourself. You need awareness of the triggers. You need awareness of the emotion. You need awareness of the story. You're probably telling yourself in your head. You need to figure out what's yours and what's not, where you begin and end. And you need to be aware that you're not fixing the outside world. You're dealing with yourself. And then from that comes the right action. All of that is self-awareness. All of it. And that takes practice that takes work that doesn't happen overnight you don't suddenly just jump up one day and you're there that's a process so you keep doing it as best you can over and over and over again until you figure it out until you understand until you're able to do it for yourself easily and then from there that's when you start being able to control more of what's going on in your mind you become more aware of your thoughts you buy in a lot less and it gets easier but we start from the place of these things are happening probably better to start with smaller things the little things that come up in your day-to-day -day experience than trying to do it with like this big major trauma right starting with those little day-to-day -day things that we get annoyed by, that bother us, right? Somebody cut me off in traffic. Okay, am I responding or reacting? Does it matter? Do I have control over it? Can I do anything about it? And if I don't have control over it, then why am I bothering with it? Why is this upsetting me? What's happening, right? So we're using those little things to begin the process of dealing with the bigger stuff and understanding how to deal with the bigger stuff, 
right? Because if you can do it with the guy that cut you off in traffic, then you can do it with the bigger things too. But it's becoming aware of yourself and not just react, 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 react. And that's what we're taught. We're all taught to do that. Everybody mindlessly reacts to everything, okay? Self-awareness means we stop doing that. We begin the process of stopping that. Okay. And as we do that, we react less and we find life is calmer. And we're fixing a lot less, we're doing a lot less. We're calmer, we're more centered, we're not worried, we're not anxious, we're not stressed, we're not frustrated. Life is a lot better that way. Even if you never healed anything else, if you stop reacting to your life and the things that happen around you, and you stop arguing with your reality, life gets easier immediately. Even if you never heal another big, another, another wound, your life will get immediately easier when you stop reacting. And when you start deciding how to respond, life gets simpler. But that's the process of self-awareness. Self-awareness is the basis of everything that I teach. It's awareness. Understanding yourself and how, where you fit into the puzzle that is your life. And how everything happens around you and not to you, because that's a victimized state, right? Life is happening for us, showing us what we need, right? Showing us what we need to do, showing us what the process is. And if we can take those cues and those clues and use them appropriately, then we can begin to heal. Then we can begin to understand ourselves and understanding ourselves, understanding who we are without all the pain and trauma and trigger and stuff, without all the crap, understanding who we are at our core is how we figure everything else out. I didn't suddenly show up one day doing this because who I was was also buried under all kinds of stuff. I started out as a teacher teaching little kids. I got a teaching degree. I started teaching children how to read and write and do math. But I knew even as I got my degree, even as I got my first teaching job, that teaching kids in school was not going to be what I was going to do for the rest of my life. I was not meant to be an elementary school teacher forever, but it allowed me to cut my teeth. It allowed me to hone my craft of teaching, of understanding teaching and exposing myself to people and different ages and different styles of learning and different ways of being and different cultures and different everything. It just, it gave me a level of experience working with people. So I taught little kids and then I taught adults and I did all kinds of things. And all of it was sort of me looking for the bigger thing that I was supposed to be doing. 
And it wasn't until I had my awakening, I hate that word, but that's what it is, awakening, seven or so years ago, that I started down the path of figuring out what I was supposed to be doing. And it took me a while because I started out with just doing straight up tarot readings. Then I moved to sort of being a psychic and kind of moving in that reality and just doing readings for people. And then it kind of morphed into energy healing because I picked that up. I was given that skill, that ability, gift. And then I started talking about empowerment. I started talking about getting okay. I started, I started talking about those things. And even that's kind of evolved a little bit over the last few years, right? And now I'm on it. Now I know exactly what I'm here for and why I'm here and what I'm doing. But there's been progression. There's very much been progression. And there will still be progression, right? There is still evolution happening. I'm, I'm slowly dropping the one-to-ones, the, the individual sessions that I've been offering for years, right? I've been dropping those and I'm dropping the last of it now. But the idea is the same. The progression is there. And that's it. But you got to get out from under all the trauma in order to find that. In order to understand it. And in order to clearly follow it. You got to get out from under all the trauma first. And we're not, we're never going for perfection. It's, it's never about being perfect. It's ne we're not ever going to have a life that is a problem free. As aware as we are, as intuitive as we can be, as good as we get at this, it's never perfect. We're not going for problem free. What we're learning to do is manage ourselves when problems happen. We're not managing problems. We're managing ourselves and allowing the problems to be what they are. And we're trusting ourselves to be able to handle what shows up and respond accordingly. And that takes practice, it takes time, it takes healing, but it's possible. Right? So the foundation of this book, the emotional truth, the foundation of this book is self-awareness. And the first step is really acknowledging ourselves and all the things. Because the universe is beating you over the head. That's why you keep having experiences. Is because the universe is trying to get your attention. Hey, look at this. This is what you need to deal with. And when you ignore it, when you put your blinders on and go, nope. When you do that, you can't heal. When you refuse to acknowledge what you're being shown, you keep having, you keep reliving the same experience over and over and over and over again. And that's what we call unconscious repetition. Keep having the same experience over and over and over again, right? I date the same type of people. And when I do that, the relationship always ends the same way. Well, it's not about the people you're dating. It's, it's you, what, what is there, what's there? for you to figure out so that you can stop repeating the experience, right? 
I keep getting new jobs and they all end the same way. Okay, well, what's going on? It's not the employers. When you're unconsciously repeating like that, there's something there for you to manage. There's something within yourself, not out here. It's not about getting a better job. It's about you. What is it? That's awareness. Unconscious repetition means you don't see the pattern. You're not paying attention. Conscious repetition means now you see the pattern and you're working on breaking it. I consciously repeated a pattern when I took my last job outside the house. That was a conscious cycle of repetition. I knew what I was doing, but I knew I needed more time to figure it out before I could make the leap that I made, which was into tarot readings and stuff. But it took time. I didn't do it immediately. I recognized that that was the next step, but I wasn't ready to do it yet. Conscious repetition is okay. That's acknowledging I'm not there yet, but I know where I need to go. And so I'm gonna use this space now to get to where I need to be so that I can do it. And it took me a couple of years and, and then I moved, right? Because I was aware that if I stayed in the job, the cycle was continuing to repeat. It had nothing to do with the job. It wasn't even about the job, right? It was about me and what I needed to do to get okay, right? So awareness, even then, awareness was beginning, right? I was starting to become aware of myself and where I was in relation to everything around me. And you've watched me, if you've been hanging around me a while, you've been following me for a while, you've been watching me do this. That's what it's about. That's what self-awareness is. And the process that I've been in, what you've been watching me do, is becoming more aware of who I am and what I am and how me handles this out here. And how what I feel, think, feel and think affects what goes on out here and believe affects what goes on out here. And learning that my thoughts and my beliefs and my feelings and my ability to react versus respond or respond versus react absolutely affects everything that happens out here. And my life is a hell of a lot calmer now than it has been in years. Because I've begun to understand myself and how me affects everything. And I don't pick up things that aren't mine anymore. And that's huge. All right. So self-awareness is chapter one. So um, the next chapter, I think, is commitment and loyalty. I'll have to look. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but we will do chapter two next time. Okay. Um, I do two of these a week, so for the next five weeks or so, ten chapters, we'll be talking about this book. So, Emotional Truth, down below the link for Amazon is there. You can read the chapter, and because they're short, it's not, the, it's not an overly long book. Read the chapters, listen to the videos, listen to the video, then read the chapter. Follow along, let me know how it goes for you. Ask questions, um, and I'm happy to respond, and uh, I will talk to you on the next one. Have a good one. Bye for now.